So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. Okay, you guys know that I read all reviews, whether good or bad. So I got a bad one here. And it's a recent one. And this is from Milpal, M-I-L-P-W. One star. If you have any bit of marketing knowledge, this podcast is too basic and you'll often find incorrect, uninformed information. If you are new to any kind of marketing, this information is not actionable and will make you scratch your head. Skip. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, Mill Pal. I I don't know what to do about that. I you know, I guess what I one thing I can do is certainly try to go to the high, high end of things more. Unfortunately, you know, we have guests of all angles. You know, we have brand new agents, we have agents that have been in business 30 years i try to cover the gamut i do my best to cover the gamut but maybe i need to be aware of going on the high end of things right and going for something new and i do try to look for new marketing ideas and new apps and things like that if someone says you know if i ask somebody what their favorite app is and they say some cliche like facebook or uh, notes or evernote or something like that i do try to skip them ahead to a better app that real estate agents can use but i will definitely be conscious of it thanks for the feedback mill pal keep the comments coming guys i love them and remember i eat feedback for breakfast so give me a one star review if you want or a five star review if you want i don't care and the more reviews we get the better guests we get so please subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening Okay, Rockstar Nation, man, I have a famous person on the show today. This guy got some recent fame at the Inman Conference, man. He he spoke at the Inman Conference and his speech was so well received that he got back. He's been bombarded with people, you know, asking him questions, wanting copies of his PowerPoint and and uh, wanting to know more about what he does. And uh, because of that, even started a new business uh, helping people Uh, get the information or stay accountable to the information. So we're going to dig deep into that. But today I got Jay O'Brien on the line and you're going to learn more about Jay and what he had to say at Inman and what he, how he can help you as well. So anyways, Jay, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, thanks for having me, Pat. Appreciate it. Hey, Jay, why don't you give everybody a little rundown on yourself so they get to know you better? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm a real estate agent. Um, I co-own a Remax franchise in Southern California in Orange County. Been in the business since 2010. I still do produce as a co-owner and broker of the franchise. And um, I've just kind of adapted my business practices over the years, as as many do. Found what works. And um, for the last three years or so, I've been doing quite a few speaking engagements discussing best practices, my philosophy on the business, that sort of thing. So, so you call yourself the anti-realtor. Why is that? 
Yeah. So when I got into the business in 2010, it was uh, shortly after I purchased my first home and the whole experience was kind of all over the place. My real estate agent didn't really uh, know which way it was up, it felt. So, and I'm sure this has been a common experience with a lot of people who are in the industry. Unfortunately, our peers and our colleagues are often um, not the most punctual people, the most competent people. And, um, and we see it all the time. It's a common complaint. And I figured it's kind of silly that this is one of the biggest purchases or sales of someone's entire life and it's being treated so uh, frivolously. So when I got into the industry, I just said, you know, I'm kind of embarrassed to even call myself a realtor, to be honest, and because it has a very negative connotation, or at least it doesn't in my market. Um, so I said, I'm going to brand myself as starting day one as the anti-realtor. <laughs> I love that uh, from day one. And do you actually put that on your, on your business cards, on your, you know, social media ads, everything? It became my Twitter and Instagram um, handle on day one. Uh, it's not on my business card, but um, that's kind of that's kind of how people know the branding. That's awesome. Okay, so uh, at Inman, uh, you gave a speech. It's called uh, what? Seven star service in a three star world, something like that. Yeah, delivering seven star service in a three star industry. Okay, three star industry, and you say three star industry because it's just mediocre at best uh, as right. far as customer service, right? Yeah. Right, so, so basically. Um, one of, the, one of the things I equated to is that not only is it subpar service for the most part when it comes to a real estate transaction, but very lackluster service is often commended by consumers because they're just so grateful that someone's calling them back. They're so grateful that someone's answering their phone. They're so appreciative that someone is discussing the details of the transaction as they occur. And um, as I was sort of auditing my reviews maybe four years ago, I'm combing through multiple five-star reviews and looking at the comments. And, um, and to be honest with myself, I'm like, these are, this is ridiculous. How is this, how is this 100%? How is this an A-plus or five-star service because I'm calling people back, because I'm organized, because I'm punctual? These are not reasons to be commended. That's, just, that's the barrier to entry. That's, that's like, that should, be, that should be a given. That's just doing your job. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you're right. I think if, you know, everything goes okay and they get the house and they settle on the house, they're happy, right? So long as it's not a disaster and it falls through at settlement or the agent makes some major mistake and forgets to show up to an open house, there's really not, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for people to give one star reviews or negative reviews, but, but the average agent can get a transaction through without a problem. Uh, it's only one in 10 deals or so that requires, you know, an expert to get in there and, and save the day, so to speak. And I think because of that, you're saying, hey, we should be getting seven stars. Even when we didn't save the day, uh, we should be in the easiest transaction ever. We should still be getting seven stars. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, what, it really, what it really showed me is that if people are willing to refer you business and call you the best on an online portal that's public, um, simply for you just doing your job and answering your phone and really doing nothing out of the ordinary above and beyond, that to me illustrates an enormous white space of opportunity to say, if I just did this and people are like over the moon, 
imagine if I did all of this, you know, and really went above and beyond. It no longer would be a conversation of past clients saying, oh, yeah, like if you need a good agent, Jay's your guy. It would become an army of referral business where you'd have people that are your advocates just saying, there is no one else to go to but this person because I want you to experience what I have experienced. Um, similarly to your favorite movie or your favorite dish at a restaurant or something like that, when people are constantly becoming an army of referral business, I mean, it's because whatever that product or service is stands on its own and now is being referred. You don't have to call any past clients and start asking them, hey, can you can you refer me business? Do you know anyone looking to buy or sell? I mean, that's, it's a little corny and, and stupid in my opinion. If you did, if you did such an amazing, incredible job and you're staying top of mind, then people will be shouting from the rooftops to use you anyway. Right. Okay. So on this show, we're all about the meat and potatoes, right? We're not about cliches and statements and things like that. We all want like how to exactly the ideas that people listening right now but want to pull over to pull over their car and be and write stuff down and be like, Oh, I'm going to do that. So let's talk about some exact things that people can be doing to get seven stars in a three star world and a real estate transaction. Let's take it in a chronological order. Um, give me some exact things to do with clients say that you're courting that you haven't met yet. Yeah. So that's a great question. Very first thing I do. Let's, let's just use a buyer as an example. If someone, okay. If someone wants to purchase a property, I think it's very common and we've kind of groomed the general public to, to do this, but they'll call an agent and say, hey, I want to go look at this house. Um, and oftentimes an agent will think I should throw whatever I can against the wall, see what sticks. I'm going to go show this house. Who knows? Um, from, from day one, um, when I first became a licensed agent, I never adopted this practice. It was stop everything, pump the brakes on the phone with this person, find out exactly what they're looking to do, understand the motivation. How serious is this person? Do they understand the steps? Have they ever bought a home before? And regardless if they have or haven't, I, I start with what I call a home buyer's counseling session. Um, ideally, this is done in person. In the last couple of years, I've done more of them over the phone than I have in person. But it's a basically 30 to 45 minute conversation. It's the initial meeting, if you will. With the, with the prospect to go over exactly what the process entails of buying a home, what the market conditions are currently right now, what it is that they want, when do they want it. And that really has helped build a very, very strong rapport on day one, before I've even seen their face, before I've even shown them a home or anything. And that establishes the trust. From there, they sign what's called a buyer representation agreement. So, wait a minute, so you do this detailed analysis with them. You do it face-to-face. -face, you do it on Skype, Zoom, or phone. What do you do? If it's not in my office face-to-face, -face, it's over the phone. No, no video conferencing. Um, I suppose you could do that. We just never have. Okay. So you do it, and, and, and that takes 45 minutes. Roughly because they have questions, you know, um, as you're going. So you won't work with them unless they do that, right? You're not, you won't work with them like, hey, you know, Jay. You know, just hook me up. Send me some listings. We'll keep in touch via email. I mean, something like that. Um, I'm not expecting that to go anywhere um, because sure. it requires, because it requires no time on my part. I can I can literally plug them in, send them emails, and put them on a drip. I have no problem doing that. And maybe maybe they're not ready. They'll ask questions. You know, in a month or two, whatever. I don't care. I have no hope for that. But the second they say, "Hey, I really like this property. Let's go check it out." 
we're back to square one. I'm not going, I'm not leaving my office without a buyer rep agreement signed without the home buyers counseling session done. So, you know, it's very simple. It's if the way I see it is someone's about to spend half a million, a million, whatever dollars, if they can't carve out 30 minutes to talk about what that whole thing looks like and the person that they'll be working with, they're, they're probably not that motivated or they're not ready to commit to a single agent. And if they're not willing to do that, then I'm for sure not interested. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets newsletters that are sent out sphere of influence forms referral request forms and the list goes on and on if you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox that's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999 that's toolbox to 444-999 So, so basically, you're, you're scrutinizing all the buyers ahead of time and funneling them, and that way your service, no matter, you know, your seven-star service is not focused on uh, people you've never met or people you haven't connected with. It's only people that have essentially been willing to either meet you or sign a buyer-broker agreement with you, and that's it, and that's where the focus goes. That's correct, and, and what that also does is it, it makes sure that the clients that you bring on board are the ones that you actually want to work with. Um, I'm fortunate enough to say that in the last, I don't know, four or five years that any client I've had, um, I, I've loved all of them. And that's just the truth. Like um, if mm. my phone rings and it's them or text, I'm, I'm happy to speak with them. They've become friends at this point. They're not people who are grinding you down on commission. They're not people who are constantly challenging your advice. Um, and I think that that's done because you've created a little bit of friction up front. And I think real estate agents often miss the mark on this because, again, it's like, well, I don't want to scare them away, you know. But that actually does the opposite. It, it illustrates um, confidence if you're, if you're creating a little bit of friction and saying, hey, look, this is, this is the deal. This is how it works. Um, similarly, you know, if I were to call, like, my financial advisor and say, hey, I want to drop – three grand in Microsoft right now, go ahead and make the trade. And they go, okay, no problem. Everyone who says, okay, no problem. I, you know, they're, they're nothing to me. They're all the same. The first guy who says, no, 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 no. That's the last place you want to put your money right now. That's mm. the first person I'm going to listen to. Right. Because yeah, they're interested. Right. So similarly with real estate, um, that's how I work. And it has it scared people off. Of course, but that number is fairly small, and I'd like to think those are the people that wouldn't be the right clients. Yeah, for me. well, it makes it a lot easier for you, for sure. You know, for yeah. sure. Okay, so um, so you're not a junkyard dog. You're not just taking every little, you know, freebie or whatever. Everyone that raises their hand, then you get with somebody. You start showing them houses, or you go out to their house and talk to them about listing the 
listing it, let's say you get the listing or you get the buyer agency agreement signed, what are you doing over and above what a normal agent is going to do between uh, meeting them and them buying a house or meeting them and them uh, selling uh, their listing? Okay, so I guess we'll, just to stay consistent, we can keep talking about the buyer experience just because it's a little easier to, um, to do that rather than going back and forth. But on the buyer side, um, I have a full-time buyer's agent, so he's actually the one who's showing the properties, physically meeting um, these buyers. So if you, if you bear this in mind, if I've had a phone call with the person as a home buyer's counseling session, then I physically have never seen them. They've signed an exclusive agreement to um, hire me, right? And yep. Then they're working directly with my buyer's agent, fit, so they're yep. physically him. So it's not uncommon at all to go through an entire transaction and for me to never have met the client face-to-face -face and for me to never have even seen the house. So, oh, wait a minute. So is that – I don't understand how that would be seven-star service. Wouldn't it be the opposite? So that's the balance right there is that what people want more than anything is communication. Um, a lot of the other stuff is filler. So when it comes to – them physically seeing my face, that's, um, it's, it's arguably unimportant. If you look at your mortgage lender or your insurance agent, these are people that you don't know what they look like either most of the so time. So what are you doing then? I mean, um, so far you haven't given me any meat and potatoes. Like what are you doing from the time that they sign the buyer broker agreement to the time that they buy the house other than, uh, you know, pawning them off on a buyer agent? What, what specifically that's, that's is right. precisely is happening? Okay, so a lot of these things are happening in escrow, right? So what happens is as we're going forward and they're looking at homes, we're still communicating constantly as to what's going on. I'm walking them through the offer process. Here's what we're doing here that we're submitting. Once we get acceptance, this is where a lot of the surprise and delight items come about that I talked about at Inman. So once we're in escrow on a deal, this is where the service really starts to take off. Okay, yeah. This is the good stuff. This is what I want to get to. Like what – what are some things that you guys are doing that people haven't heard of that, again, they can pull their car around and write down? Go. Okay, so example number one, um, after an offer is accepted for a buyer, they're going to get a box delivered to their current residence. The box has three small bottles of champagne in it, as well as two plastic champagne flutes. Boom. There's a message in there that says, congratulations. Um, you know, congratulations. There's a few steps to this. We're just starting the process, but there are multiple points in which you should pause for a minute, have a toast and celebrate this achievement. Um, three, in fact, that we want to mention. So number one is the acceptance of the offer. Step one. So basically encouraging, this is, this is bottled champagne. Number one, have your toast, enjoy this moment. This is a big, this is a big part of the transaction. Number two when you have full loan approval and you're ready to go and you're essentially committing to that property. And I'll circle back on this one. Number three is of course, when you have the keys and you're now a homeowner. So this is, this is step one. Three um, bottles of champagne, three glasses and two you glasses. say two glasses cause they can wash them out. And then well, you can for, look for these things. They haven't ha happened yet. Right. Correct. So it's like, you know, it's you're, you're, you're having a toast for the accepted offer. That's step one. Okay, got now, it. Now, throughout the process, there's obviously going to be the inspection. There's going to be the appraisal, things like that. Um, there most often is a request for repairs to the seller, things that they want credit for, things that they want repaired. Depending on what those items are, we try and never have the buyer stress about it. So if the seller can't take care of it, we will uh, send a handyman to handle those things for them. 
Um, it's very rare that those costs are, are enormous or anything. It's usually little things that um, we weren't able to have negotiated into it. The big things were taken care of and we go, hey, don't worry about these things. We'll have that done. So it's just one less thing that they have to worry about. Right. Um, you know, I again, know some agents that'll go, you know, I'll pay up to the first thousand bucks or whatever. Is that what you do or do you just wait for it to happen? No, it's nothing like that. I don't commit to any dollar amounts up front or anything. Uh, I think it's not as meaningful, to be honest. I think that, um, you know, if you're, if you're quantifying everything, it kind of kills the experience. So you wait till it comes in and then you're like, hey, I'll tell you what, this is nitpicky crap. Let me handle it for you. Well, I mean, the biggest thing is that, you know, my number one job is to be the negotiator on the deal. So, I, I, you know, the first thing is get the seller to pay for as much as I can, right? But right. But the overarching theme here is make the experience so good for the, the buyer that they're not constantly stressed about it. So the inner workings of how I'm going to handle these things are kind of my business in a way. But at the end of the day, I'll make sure it's taken care of for them. Got it. Um, got it. But eventually okay, so we're going to get – What else other than the, what, what happens after the, the box with the, with the champagne? Give me, give me some more yeah, like so that. What are some other things? So once we're moving forward, we're going to eventually going to remove contingencies, right? We're going to say, hey, we're committed to the deal. We're going to move forward. Um, so th at that point, um, moving boxes get sent to the current residents with packing tape and Sharpies saying, hey, this is one less thing you, you have to worry about. Who do you um, use for that? We take Amazon. You just buy them on Amazon. Okay. Yep. A lot of what I'm about to mention happens on, on Amazon. On Amazon. So, okay. Champagne yeah, too? Amazon. Can they send alcohol? Um, that's that's more of a manual process because that's branded. Okay, um, so boxes. Boxes on Amazon, guys. Write that down. Sharpies, whatever. You just put it all in one big package. Tape, send it. What's that cost, 100 bucks? No, it costs 60 bucks. <laughs> Even better. Okay, what else? Yeah, um, so at this point, um, and then again, this depends on who the buyer is and what the situation is and how long a period of time that has gone by from the day we started to escrow. But a bottle of wine goes out so that we had the champagne in the, in the beginning. A bottle of wine goes out at contingency removal with a handwritten card that says, congratulations, the hard part is over. You can relax. Mm -hmm. That goes out again at contingency removal. During this process between contingency removal and closing, we take care of the forwarding of address for the client. We take care of the transfer of utilities for the client. Um, okay, let me stop again, you there. Forwarding yes. uh, the ad, you, you go to the post office and do their address forward, and uh, you call each you utility and uh, you tell them who you are. There's a, program that, there's a program that triggers this. It's called Updater. Um, oh, thanks. So you Updater. Can, yep. So you can trigger it so that it, um, it walks the client through. A very, it basically takes care of everything in one shot. Okay. So I guess I should pause here and mention to real estate agents listening to this, the idea is to not create so many manual processes that you're going to have to take up so much time to do all this. Um, hence the Amazon Prime, right? And hence, hence doing things uh, that are triggered through automation like Updater. But, um, but overall, it'll be received as a very unique touch by the client. Okay, okay cool. so, uh, so that's a good one. Okay, what else you got? So once we close escrow, there's a few things that happen. On moving day, they're going to have um, an essentials moving box that I, I will give them in advance with a note saying, hey, don't put this one in the moving truck. This one stays in your car. You'll need mm -hmm. it for moving day. Now, what, what's in there is like paper towels, 
toilet paper, protein bars, um, a gift card to like Domino's Pizza, bottles of water, things that you, you need on moving day. When things are chaotic, the movers are in and out of the house, lots of times there is no toilet paper or paper towel. You have all of the, these like day one essentials in one box. I love it. Excellent. Cool. So that's, that's one thing. Um, directly after um, the move, my handyman and my gardener go out there separately. So if it's a single family residence, the gardener will mow and hedge everything, trim up the house, make it look good. Um, and again, I'll just shoot my client a text and say, um, hey, now the house, you know, the house has been vacant or whatever the case has been for the last 30 days. The house now looks great. I had my guy leave a card for you in case you need someone to do recurring um, maintenance to the lawn. And then my handyman will go out and he'll pick up those scraps that I was talking about earlier in terms of requests for repair items that got missed or even new things like, hey, we need these two ceiling fans hung or whatever. All so he'll schedule. So this is great. You know, this reminds me of my interview with Les Walden uh, does a similar sort of thing. So, so your handy, does your, obviously your handyman has to schedule an p- appointment, right, with them. And then you tell the handyman, hey, go out there. If they ask for extras like hanging ceiling fans or whatever, just go ahead and do it. Put it on my tab. Correct. Yeah. Um, and, and because I've been working with these, you know, this process for a while now, that we kind of have a dynamic built in. So if something is um, out of the ordinary and it's, gonna, you know, it's, it's an astronomical cost or something like that, then he knows to immediately communicate with me and without the client knowing. So it's not going to be like a, hey, let me see if Jay will pay for this and then put me on yeah, the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead, say, hey, they want this. And I'll say, what's the cost? And then I'll say, okay, and I'll figure out if I'm going to do it or half it or whatever. But, but uh, he goes in there knowing, hey, you know, if it's a couple hundred bucks, I'll just, uh, I'm going to go ahead and do it. And you'd let the people know, hey, he's here to fix up everything that didn't get negotiated out. Because they, they thought, right, they, they finished the deal thinking, ah, we gave a little bit, they gave a little bit. There's like four or five additional things that we didn't win on the negotiations. It's not a big deal. We're doing ourselves after we move in. And then all of a sudden, your guy shows up and says, hey, Jay sent me. He said there was three or four things that, did, that got negotiated out. Let me just take care of those now. Anything else you guys need? And within a couple of hundred bucks, I'll go ahead and do it. Exactly right. I mean, he'll, he, he's been known to um, throw away boxes, um, pick up pizza, do whatever he needs to do um, just for extra manpower. And now a word from rock star agent and Rebus University graduate, Mr. Jeff Quinton. Hello, my name is Jeff Quinton and uh, from Keller Williams, the Quinton Group. I service all of Southern New Jersey and our expansion team is in the Philadelphia greater Philadelphia area. And just wanted to give a shout out to, uh, to Rebus University, Pat Hyman and his crew. My team, what we've implemented uh, right now is through our onboarding process, we have a, a learning management system called Learning Zen. Inside Learning Zen, uh, in the very first 14 days when someone comes on our team, they have to go through and learn all the sales skills and sales training. And part of that is we require everybody to go through the Rebus University Certified Listing Agent uh, course. And at the end of that, they've got to prove and got to come out and show us their certificate before they even get on the phone, before they even meet with a client, before they go out on any listing presentation. So um, what's interesting is that uh, through this, uh, this course, it's allowed me to leverage my time versus what it used to be where I'd have to show them all of the listing presentations, spend time each individual, you know, for 20 minutes at a time or 30 minutes at a time. So now I can leverage it 
through the certified listing agent course and, uh, and then go back and role play with them what they've learned. So what I've learned right now is that when an agent goes through this course, they feel confident and that's the key is the confidence is so built because they've been able to see someone else do it and then they practice it. And what's interesting is I've had so many agents. In fact, I've had over 20 agents go through this course and become certified and a major portion of them go out on listing appointments when they're competing with another top agent and they actually win the listing on the first try. So the skills, the techniques, the dialogues, and everything that they get from this course, it's pretty incredible. If you want the same amount of listings and the same extremely high close ratio that Jeff Quinton's agents get, just type in the coupon code CLA50 on rebusuniversity.com. That's R-E-B-U-S university.com for, get this, 50% off the certified listing agent course. That's CLA50. You won't regret it. A week after closing, um, I have a mobile car wash sent to the buyer's work or their home, whichever they prefer, with a note essentially saying, hey, if you're anything like me, you've probably stacked your car to the brim with anything that would fit in it during your move. It's probably filthy and it could use a wash. Um, do you want your car wash at your office or your home? That's one week after closing. I like that too. Yep. So, so this is all, I mean, at this point, the important part is like, you've been paid the client knows you've been paid and a lot of agents are just gone now. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's yeah, right. Right. They are. Yeah. So some agents do closing gifts. Some agents don't. Some people feel a certain way about them. The way I feel about them is that, um, again, going back to what I said before, you can't quantify a relationship. And if you do, you're kind of playing with fire a little bit. So what I mean by that is, you can't say, hey, I really, really appreciate you trusting me with this million-dollar purchase, and I really appreciate you coming to me instead of someone else. You know, this has been great. Here's a gift card to, you know, Home Depot for 200 bucks. I, I mean, like, that cheapens the entire thing, and, and I think that actually works against you. Yeah, right. I agree with you. You know, it's like, here's, here, I just made 12000 from you, and here's 200 back. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta be, and, and no matter what that number is, you're still saying, you know, this was worth X to me. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's, and that's dangerous. So instead I want to, I want to constantly be doing things that can evoke some sort of emotion and can be some sort of intangible experience where they feel like, Oh wow. Okay. He actually cares mm. about us and he's actually doing these things because he cares about us. So which I do. So the, the closing, the big closing gift for me is about a month after the move and they get a call from one of my favorite restaurants here in Orange County and they get a call directly from the restaurant congratulating them and they say, hey, I'm calling on behalf of Jay O'Brien. I want to congratulate you on the purchase of your home. Jay wants to send you and your husband or you and your wife or whoever it is to dinner on him. Uh, transportation's provided. When would you like to come? No kidding. So they get the reservation right there on the phone. That information is communicated back to my assistant. An Uber is scheduled for that night. They get picked up. They get wined and dined. They never see a check. And they get a ride home. And, so, and then the messaging there is that, you know, it's been a month. 
it's been crazy. You've been probably getting the whole house situated, clean, unpacked, and now you can probably really enjoy the celebration and this moment of, of this accomplishment. And, and you have the same guy, pick the same uh, driver picking them up and dropping them off usually. Because I know a lot. Of no, it's just through Uber, so it could be anyone. So you can uh, pre-schedule Uber now, right? They just changed that, didn't they? I don't know. That's, that's the first I'm hearing about it. That's pretty cool, though. Well, you, you're the one that does it. <laughs> driver. It's what? just, it's just, you schedule well, it out. Yeah, but that way you have to be there, right? There used to be you have to like, like I have these mentees in Baltimore City that are, are that I give free rides to just because they're too young and they miss the bus and crap, and. uh I, I would have to stand there and text the driver and be like, hey, you're not picking up me. You're picking up like a 12-year-old kid. This is what he looks like. So now, from what I understand, you don't have to do that. You could pre-schedule it like a limo driver where you didn't used to be able to do that. So I could pre-schedule a pickup at 7 o'clock right. and then another one at 9 o'clock when they finish dinner and just tell them. And that way, your assistant doesn't have to work at night either, you know? Correct. So that's, that pre-scheduling stuff is done. I just I thought you meant the same driver. It's usually not the same driver. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Yep, yep. All right, cool. Well, that's good. Okay, what else you got? This is good. Yeah, so, so that's basically the seven-star service, if you will, throughout the transaction. Post-transaction, there's quarterly drips that go out. So every quarter, all my clients get um, a little surprise and delight item in the mail. So, for example, last week, multivitamins went out to all past clients with a little note saying, hey, uh, don't get sick during flu season. <laughs> and that's it. You know, it's just a little drip and it's thoughtful and it's not branded. It doesn't have my name blasted on it, my company logo. It's just a genuinely thoughtful gift. These things happen roughly every quarter. They're usually seasonal on some level um, related to what's going on or whatever. Um, and then on top of all that, I'm constantly scrubbing social media. So if I know that uh, something is happening in someone's life, for example, in the last couple of weeks here, I've had a, a few. Um, I saw that one of my past clients is in her second trimester of her pregnancy. I sent her um, what's called a bump box. It's like this thing that you get every month with fun maternity-esque sort of stuff in it, you know, like mocktail recipes and different i don't know whatever yeah, Just yeah, yeah. Fun, no, like, good, you know? yeah they got them for pets they got them for women whatever yeah so anyway so that that went to her house um and i sold her house two years ago right and it's just like it, there's a note saying hey congratulations you're on your second trimester and um it's just a fun surprise gift if i see someone got like a new puppy or whatever i actually have their address i send them dog dog treats dog toys you know um, it could be anything like that, but these these solutions are not like one size fits all. It's very much catered to whatever they're posting on social media. So I'm constantly looking at that, scrubbing it. Um, I've sent cold medication to someone who said, feeling sick, sad face on Facebook. And it was there in two hours through Amazon Prime now. Um, and I'm constantly just doing stuff like that. And, you know, when people have a GoFundMe page or they're sharing a charity that they're very um, involved in, I, I, I'll donate to it or I'll ask about it, I'll get involved, I'll show up to things. And that, that's just been a cause of recurring business and referral business. I love the vision of you having, you know, uh, two screens, right? One screen is on Amazon Prime and the other screen is on Facebook and you're, you're scouring for life-changing events or life events and you see a life event, then you go to Amazon, you type it in, and it comes up 
you know, dog biscuits or cold medicine or baby bump or whatever. And then you just type in the address and you send it. And it's like a, it's like a very easy process within five minutes. You know, you're sending them a, a thing that they're like, wow, you know, Jay is the man, right? He, you know, he sent me this baby bump or this cold medicine or whatever. It's just, it's just so simple. And people, I think in their minds, add all these extra steps. Like it's, like it's going to take all this time and, and the, you know, they got to write it down. Then they got to check it off their list and all that. But no, you've kind of streamlined it where it's just like something you do every day. Yeah. I mean, the, what people are, are often um, confused with as well is not just the time, but the money they go, God, okay, hold on. You're sending this person to dinner. You're paying for the wine. You're doing this. You're doing that. Like how much money are you spending on each client? And um, that is, you know, a little relative depending on what the, what the deal was maybe. But all in all, I would argue that most agents are spending the same exact type of money, but on trying to acquire a new client. So they're doing it through postcard campaigns or lead gen, you know, Zillow leads, whatever it is. And it's like, I just, I have no interest in doing that because <laughs> back into the existing people, everything will work itself out. You know? Right. Well, the truth of the matter is if, you, if you're keeping in touch with people and you're sending them this stuff and helping them out, I mean, they're going to interview three agents when it comes time to list, right? They're going to go right to Jay. Your competition is going to be zip. When it comes to an agent to refer, it's going to be, you know, one name, one name only. You got to talk to Jay. I mean, he's, he's involved, right? I mean, he's, he's there. He's my client for life. That's the idea. That's the idea is to, to provide something that stands so well on its own that you don't need to ask for the referral business. It becomes, um, it just becomes a thing of its own where, where people say, you gotta, you gotta use Jay. Like, just trust me when I say, like, there is no one who will care as much as him. There's no one who will do as, as good of a job as him. And they really believe that because that's been their experience versus me getting these five-star reviews on Zillow that say, Jay is great. He called me back, always picked up his phone. We love our house. It's like, <clears throat> that's not going to do it. That guy's not going to remember me in five years, you know? Yeah, I mean, I love that. I love that whole concept, right? I mean, you, Jay has given everybody listening about 10 pearls here of things that you guys can be doing and should be doing. Uh, you know, our commissions are large and there's always room for this sort of stuff. And I think that once you do it, once you put it into motion, you're going to be shocked at the, at the returns. And, and you're not even calling them, right, Jay? You're not even calling them and saying, hey, give me a referral or anything like that. Actually, you know, what's funny is that, um, no, I, I definitely do not do that. But about a month ago, I did start to call a lot of past clients for no reason at all. So this was really funny. I would call people and, um, you know, obviously they're used to texting or they're used to, you know, a scheduled call or something. They're not used to just me calling. If I am calling, there's got to be a purpose, right? So I would call and they'd be like, um, hey, Jay, hi, how's it going? What's up? What's up? You know, like, let's. I, like, let's get to the point sort of thing. Yeah. And I would just tell them, um, there is literally no reason for this call at all. I'm just calling you to see how, how things are going, see how the new year's uh, going. And, and if now's not a good time, you know, no worries. I just, I'm literally calling you just to say hi and see how you're doing. And, um, and that's obviously very well received <laughs> um, because someone's like, you know, wow, okay, well, shit, things are great, you know? Um, 
you know, and then some of these conversations go on for 20 minutes. Others, I'm leaving voice messages and saying, hey, there's, there's no need to call me back. I'm just, I'm just calling to say what's up, see how, how you're doing. And I was thinking of you for whatever reason. And that's it. That's it. I'm calling for no reason. I'm not asking for anything. Yep. And, and, and it probably takes them off guard because they're like, they probably thought maybe I shouldn't pick up because Jay's going to want something, you know, but they picked yeah. up and then you didn't want anything. And they're like, oh, that's refreshing. You know, he just, he's a nice guy. You know what I mean? He's a nice guy. I like that guy. And it's been cool because every year I do a, a client appreciation event in October. I invite anyone who I've ever done a deal with. And um, it's like just a free drinks and appetizer sort of three hour event. And what's funny is that not only is the turnout really good every year, mm. which is funny because like if, if it were me and an agent sold me house, I don't think I'd ever go to one of those events, to be honest. You know, like I'm not going to hang out with my realtor on a Sunday night. Yeah. But um, they come and they, and they stay way longer than three hours. And um, it becomes like this party and it's just, it's fun to connect with everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Right. That's, that's great. So what Jay's done, guys, is after he gave this speech at Inman, people were reaching out to him. And um, he's uh, created a little thing called Client Giant, which goes into all this stuff in more detail. Um, and we're going to post that on his show notes. Actually, I'm going to just make that the name of this episode. I'm going to call it hybendigital.com backslash Client Giant. All of Jay's contact information will be on there. Uh, his new venture will be on there, a link to it. Uh, as his free gift that he's going to donate to everybody here who's listening. Uh, why don't you tell everybody what you're going to donate, Jay? Yeah, so if anyone uh, wants to hear exactly what I was discussing at Inman, the talk will be available um, through the show notes as well as on, on my website. It's just jobrien.com forward slash video. And you can see exactly step-by-step step, um, exactly what I went over um, exactly what the seven star service entails as well as the slideshow itself that was used during the Inman talk. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll take the, the PowerPoint uh, slides and we'll just uh, put them in a PDF and put them in the agent toolbox as well. And you guys know that you can get that by going to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or texting the word toolbox to 444 nine 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 uh jay this has been brilliant buddy i appreciate you sharing the pearls that you did uh best of luck to you uh if i am ever out in your neck of the woods i will look you up and uh we can break some bread my friend all right sounds good pat thanks for having me appreciate it thank you so much for tuning in the real estate rock stars if this free content is giving you a ton of value I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. 
it is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.